Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this morning I was behind the Devo car again, but this time I got photographic evidence. So if you're following Phantom Turbomaker on Instagram, uh, you can see an admittedly blurry photo of this Devo car that I've ended up behind several random times in my long journey uh, to and from work. So that's that's a uh, point of interest. I don't know that interest is the word. Curiosity, maybe. Uh, In other news, my body continues to fall apart as I age. My lovely wife and I attended the Ghost concert last week. And stood for three hours-ish in relatively the same spot and have both sort of paid the consequences, which sounds ridiculous to say uh, I'm, I'm in pain from having stood for three hours. But that's all, that's the only thing that I did that's outside of my normal routine. And I've got uh, the, the right at the base of my spine when I walk is just extremely uncomfortable and normally what I do when I have back issues because as as I've mentioned on the show before uh, I fell off a roof 12 13 years ago and since then every once in a while my body gets misaligned or I have back problems or whatever usually I slap some tiger balm on it take some dones and go on with my day but this uh, where I am in pain now is a little too low to put tiger balm uh, on, I would be risking a, a spread into areas where I don't want it if you catch my drift. So I'm just dealing with it, coping with the pain, walking around, getting up, trying not to remain in one position for too long. And that's what's happening. Uh, in other, other news, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. I hope everybody's having a great December. I hope everything is going well, whether you celebrate things or not. I hope you're having a magical end of the year. Today's episode is going to help make things magical because we have our buddies Ryan and Jay back on the show talking about Christmas stuff. We run down the the 12 things of Christmas, which is a theme I didn't necessarily stick to all that well because I don't love it. I want obviously 12 days of Christmas, you know, you know the song, uh whether it's the the Muppets version or uh some other or or perhaps you love the Twisted Sister version, the the heavy metal Christmas. Uh, but whatever the case, you know the song, and I wanted to relate this to that somehow, but I couldn't really come up with a, a catchy, needless, thingsian title. So, like, a few times throughout the episode, I just said, well, it's the next thing of Christmas. And, and it didn't, it wasn't good enough to be a, a thing. It might have even been a needless thing, as it were. Uh, but anyway, we talk about 12 things we love about Christmas, about the season. Uh, and then at uh, Jay's suggestion, we had a section of humbugs. So it's it's a fun episode. We just kind of go back and forth talking about things that we love about the season, things that we do to get in the mood for the season. 
and uh, maybe you'll learn something Christmassy. Maybe it'll enhance your own Christmas season. Uh, what else have we got going on around here? Uh, so I mentioned we went and saw a ghost, and uh, pertaining to that, this past Monday on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com, something new happened. Uh, it's an idea that I've been kind of toying with for a while now, and the uh, it, it is this, the idea of the Needless Things mini-cast, when I have content that does not fit the structure or perhaps the length of a standard Needless Things episode, which can be anywhere from like an hour and 15 to three hours apparently. But uh, there have been times over the years of doing this show where I've recorded something with somebody or wanted to record something and it just didn't fit into the normal format such as it is. And how this came about is months ago, this is actually after we recorded the Blue Hawaii Needless Commentary back in, I think it was June, uh, our pal Dan Kelly and Ryan and Nicole hung out for a little while and we discussed Ghost's most recent album, Prequel. And I, I just haven't known what to do with it. I, it was only like a half hour conversation and I didn't know what to partner it up with. I, I had thought about maybe after the live show doing something, but it nothing ever came together to add to that to make it an episode. So what I decided to do this past Monday is just release that as is. Uh, I threw intro music on at the beginning. I threw a sting on at the end. And that's it. I didn't record an intro like what you're listening to right now. I just put it up there as a needless things mini cast it's the first one of probably many uh i don't don't expect them every week but there will be another one coming up this monday uh because after we were done talking about christmas stuff ryan and i hung out and talked about mezco's 112 collective action figure line for a little while and that's going to be the second needless things mini cast i don't know if there'll be another one before the end of the year uh, i don't know when the next one will be it'll just be whenever there's a thing to talk about and somebody wants to talk about it and we do it and it's just not quite a needless things episode so anyway if you go to needlessthingspodcast.com or you go to the podbean site you can get a hold of the very first minicast which is a, a, a great conversation it's not really a review of prequel it's a conversation about ghost about my ignorance about the band ghost uh and just what we all thought about the album uh, it's, it's fun. It's it's a really fun little episode, and it's like 35 minutes. Uh, and this coming Monday, it's a little bit longer, but it's still one of those things that doesn't fit into the, the structure or the timing of a Needless Things podcast. But today's episode certainly does, and it's uh, kicking off December with a great conversation about Christmas. And uh, I think you guys are going to have a great time listening to it. Since it is December, I want to be sure and put over... Uh, our friends that contribute to the show. First of all, our theme song by Lasexoflex. You can find them at lasexoflex.com and uh, check out Procrastibate. That's the name of the track. This is the instrumental version. You can hear the full uh, NSFW version on their website. Uh, the Mystery Men provide our interstitial music here on the show, The Mystery Men of Surf.com. Uh, their new album, Firewalkers, is out now. I have not. I've heard two tracks off of it. I have not yet heard the full album uh, because I'm waiting. Uh, you know, they, they're in outer space. What are you going to do? 
you have to wait for communications to come in from these guys uh, before you can start using stuff. So hopefully, uh, maybe next year, we'll have some new interstitial music from their album. So check out the Mystery Men uh, on Facebook and mysterymenofsurf.com. And uh, finally, also our friends, the Casket Creatures, who are on the show frequently in one form or another, who have provided music a couple of times, and who are just generally all-around awesome guys. And there are a couple shows coming up that I'm going to talk about next week. But for now, I I think it's time. It's time to get into some Christmas stuff. I've got the trees are up, the decorations this weekend. we got more stuff going up. Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty darn jolly, you guys. And that's helped by the giant belly I've gotten from all of the eggnog and uh, Christmas-themed food I've been eating. I really need to calm down on this stuff or else I'm going to not fit in my fancy Christmas suit for a thing that I'm hosting later this month. But anyway, it's time to talk Christmas with Ryan and Jay. Oh, and also please check out belligerentmonkey.com where Jay posts uh, all of the pop culture art that he has for sale. Prints, magnets, uh, whatever you can think of, Jay's done some cool stuff. One of my favorite things he did was my suggestion, uh, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face, right? Great idea. So go to belligerentmonkey.com, do a little bit of Christmas shopping, help out a great local artist, and now it is time to talk Christmas. It is time to welcome the holidays to the Needless Things podcast, and there's no better way to do it than to bring two old pals back to the show. Jay and Ryan, welcome back to the show, and Merry Christmas to you both. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about the things that make Christmas magic for us? I am. Absolutely. Uh, Over the years, uh, since I've been an adult, I have spent more Merry Christmases with you guys than probably anybody else, uh, you know, outside of family. And I know that you guys know how to throw down and have happy holidays. So what we're going to do for this episode is talk about 12 things of Christmas. And each of us is going to have a few different picks of special things that we like to do, watch, listen to, participate in, whatever the case may be. Uh, basically just anything that makes us feel Christmassy and have fun at the holidays. And we're just going to do a, a round robin. And Ryan, if you're ready, what is the first thing of Christmas? I would say the first thing for me is probably one of the first things we do um, is we definitely always go with the live tree. You know, I'm a huge fan of just having that real tree and the smell and going out and picking it out and the whole thing of that. Now, I mean, that's to say, over recent years, I have had to have the basement tree. (laughs) I'm sure many listeners are familiar with the quote-unquote basement tree where you put all your ornaments that the wife decides – aren't classy enough for the living room. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, your Star Wars figures that you've turned into ornaments would uh, fit into that. That's where Christmas Goldberg and Christmas Big Sexy Kevin Nash go. <laughs> come out. You know, there's all sorts of other questions about uh, Christmas Goldberg I have, but um, well, hey, Goldberg fan. did play Santa Claus in a movie. 
That, oh, that is true. So there you go. Uh, there is crossover <laughs> there. Yeah, but uh, along with the live tree, probably my favorite thing on a Christmas tree that has also in recent years been delegated to the basement tree is I'm a huge fan of the old school like 50s tinsel you know that comes in the bag and it's loose and you just kind of throw it at the tree oh I that love sounds that. like a, a, a nightmare just oh, oh, it, makes the, it makes the biggest mess but I love it we had it on my trees growing up with like those C8 bulbs like if you watch when you watch Christmas Story look at their tree like that is what I think the perfect Christmas tree is. I agree with you that that tinsel looks fantastic, and if you've got it on a live tree, it means you just throw it out with the tree. Yeah, yeah totally. So, but yeah. like for an artificial, because we're we're an artificial tree home. I, uh, when I was a kid, I begged for a live tree one year, and even as a kid, because you know when you're a kid, you don't recognize what a hassle every single thing in life is. You just think everything's great. Right. Well, even as a kid, I recognized the hassle of the live tree the one year that my parents, like, caved in and did it. And also, just, I like that smell, but not, like, in the doses that occur in your house when you have a live tree. Like, I've got a Mossman figure, and that's almost too much for me. (laughs) But I did, I I love that, that you're hardcore and that you're doing it. Now, let me ask you this. You say you've got the basement tree. Oh yeah. What what kind of difference are we talking between basement tree and upstairs tree? Is it like covered in action figures and Star Wars stuff downstairs and upstairs is like white bows and golden balls? Oh or yeah. We don't is go there to a that little extreme. Okay, okay. So it's not yeah. like a, a Houses of Atlanta tree upstairs. Oh no. Yeah, the upstairs was still as you know, stuff the ornaments made like the stuff the kids made, like I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like stuff we made. Yeah, more down here it's wrestling action figures and like a Yoda tree topper and just junk like that that I've gotten over the years. I find that ours kind of migrate. Uh like the newer, nicer every, well, every everything Phantom Jr.'s made is upstairs on that right. tree. But, like, when we get new ornaments, they'll be upstairs. But eventually they get retired to the bigger tree down here. Right. Now, but, do you do – do you all do, like, the yearly ornament for oh your yes. tree? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. We, we Well, we each – usually what we do is the first time we go out, like, Christmas shopping for the season, uh, wherever we first find – uh, ornaments like on sale, which is usually Disney Store, because they'll do the like three for twenty on their ornaments or something like that. Then we'll we'll each pick an ornament, and that'll be like the new ornament. Yeah, we kind of ended up, and I don't even know this kind of just started somehow. But my mom started giving the kids ornaments as their Christmas Eve present. She would come, and they would each get a Hallmark ornament, and so now that's kind of become what they do, which I kind of like. It's kind of they yeah, get one and they put it and, on the tree that night. And... Yeah, uh, both our kids' grandparents, both of them, their grandmothers give them an ornament every year. So that's why we typically don't, just because we've got already got so many ornaments, but. Uh, it's a big thing for the grandmothers to each give them their, you know, 2018 Christmas ornament. But I like the idea of giving it on Christmas Eve. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's what my mom used to do. Uh, the only reason we don't do that is because I, I feel like like it is neat, and obviously you keep that ornament forever, but we get it at the beginning of the season that way. It's up on the tree 
you know, the right. whole time. But I do, yeah, that that's the same thing in my house when I was a kid, is we each got a, a new ornament on Christmas Eve and, and could open one present. Yeah, we had the open one present on Christmas Eve deal as well. Jay, I know you guys always have a, a pretty rocking tree. It's just, do you still just have the one centrally located tree? Uh, no. Uh, tip, we had that for years, but as the girls have gotten older, I believe we have one, two, three, four Christmas trees yes. currently. So uh, the girls each have a small tree um, in, in their rooms. We've got the uh, typically we have the big tree, you know, centrally located. And then I want to say last year, my mom gave us an Auburn tree, which is like an orange tree with blue lights uh, that's made it a part of the decorations. Um, but we, growing up, we were a real tree family. Um, but uh, me and my wife, we, we, we've been doing the fake tree thing. And uh, apparently sometime between last Christmas and this Christmas, we got new furniture. And it dawned on us uh, a little before Thanksgiving that we had nowhere to put our tree because we have an L-shaped couch now, and that was taking up a lot of the room. So we actually had to buy a second, uh, which I guess would be what our uh, one, two, three, four, fifth Christmas tree. Uh, that's the the skinny version that now goes in front of our, our uh, built-in bookshelf. You could put presents under all the trees in your house. It'd be like a fun little game Christmas morning. <laughs> put one present under each tree and yeah. have the kids run running back and forth. Yeah. You have like stations, like this is the nine AM tree. This is the <laughs> whatever tree. Um I will say that the basement tree saved us last year. We have uh over the last couple of years of the house we're in now, we have a really tall living room and so I mean, not consciously, but I was getting taller and taller trees every year, and I'm pretty sure last year was at least 13 feet tall. Oh, my I mean, gosh. This, it was giant, and I totally put it in a stand that couldn't hold it. So, <laughs> of course, on Christmas Eve, we have, like, all the parents over, and we're doing a Christmas Eve dinner, and the tree totally bit it. Like, slow motion. Oh, my God. All 13 feet come crashing down, water uh. everywhere. And so we just, you know. Did you have presents Eve. underneath it? Was oh, it yeah. Get Absolutely. Wet? Got wet, so we dragged the presents out and run them downstairs real fast. And then we're kind of looking at it. <laughs> And we were like, well, there's no point to put it up. Put all the ornaments up Christmas Eve night. Oh, my gosh. Threw the tree in the trash outside and then just <laughs> had Christmas in the basement. Wow. <laughs> there's, like, pictures of it. But, you know, that's one of those things, too, that, like, that will be a memorable Christmas for my children. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All yeah, they'll always remember the Christmas tree that <laughs> fell down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to uh, – we're going to move on to number two. Uh which will be my choice, and my first one is the John Denver and the Muppets Christmas special. Uh, started, I believe, in 1978, I think that's right, and was a big, big part of my early Christmas years because it came on for several years. I think 1985 was when they stopped airing it regularly, and I had the album, as I'm sure you guys did as well, do you guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you've seen it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and we had we had the record when I was a kid, and I listened to it all year round. It wasn't just at Christmas, uh, but for years, well, it's still not officially available from Disney, which I don't understand 
at all, and I, I assume it's some kind of licensing thing with John Denver's estate, maybe. Uh, but you can find what what I like to refer to as import copies, <laughs> right? Yeah, if if you go online, but it's just, it's it's excellent. It's from beginning to end. It's absolutely wonderful. It has uh, the sort of warm Christmas stuff you would expect, but also a little bit of Muppet weirdness going on. Uh, the songs are all great. A lot of traditional Christmas classics. I think most people around our age, if you ask them for a version of a Christmas song, a lot of them are going to come up with, with one of the Muppets and John Denver versions off of it from this special and off of this album. Uh, but I just, I, I love it. it. It's, it still holds up to this day. And I, I do have an import copy that we'll be watching uh, sometime in the next couple of days here. Do you guys remember watching that special when you were kids? I remember the special a little bit. I remember the record more than the special because I think I saw the special, you know, once. Uh, but then I remember having the album, listening to it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the album was definitely more accessible because uh, I mean, you you got it and you you own it. Like you don't have to worry about CBS or ABC or whoever wanting to air it. It's always accessible. Uh, but it's just it's it's a wonderful like that's a touchstone of Christmas for me. That that's the first big special, even even more so than a Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, that that Muppets and John Denver is the one that that really like I can have those vague, very very young child memories of watching that. Loved it. Uh, Jay, are you ready with a number three? Sure. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, it doesn't feel Christmas until decorations come up. That's always the Thanksgiving deal is, you know, we go do Thanksgiving, and then the Saturday or Sunday, whenever we get back, uh, we start decorating. And uh, we usually go fairly overboard uh, and Griswold it out with the uh, decorations. And uh, uh, that all started uh, with our good friend Jeff, uh, who was our roommate at the time, one uh, Christmas, he came home with like an arm full of lights, and he was like, "Dude, Kroger's got lights for fifty cents or something, you know, something super cheap." And that's when we realized that you could buy Christmas decorations, uh, you know, for fifty, sixty, ninety percent off right after Christmas. So over the next few years, we just stepped, kept getting amassing more and more discount Christmas stuff until we just got super obnoxious with their uh, decorations. Uh, our neighborhood has two official. Uh, Christmas light decorating contests in the 12 years we've lived here, and I've won both of them. Uh, <laughs> wow! And so they're, they're 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 having the third one now. They're it's a nap now. So, but I, as I've gotten older, I've kind of tailed back. I'm no longer getting on the roof like I used to. Uh, you know, with the kids and getting older, uh, I've got it down to where I can put everything up in an afternoon and get everything back down in an afternoon. But uh, for me, that that's when it feels like Christmas is when I'm, and, and I can't wait to get home. At, you know, it's getting darker earlier, so I can't wait to get home when it's dark, so I can get the the lights on and going. Now, what is your lighting preference? Uh, I, we, I've gotten to the point where I won't put up anything but C nines, uh, and they've got to be legit C nines, not the LED right. ones. Yeah, I don't have any of the LD, LED. It's all the old old school. The only like upgrade I guess I have is the ones that uh, I've gotten to where I'll start getting the ones where they'll stay lit even if one goes out because uh, that's what kills me is like having to spend twenty minutes trying to change fuses or lights. To, yeah, you know, to yeah. Get fortunate, I, you know, I it's like all right, I'll just 
throw it away and get a new one. But have you got the little the little lights or the big glass bulbs? Little, okay, the little okay. ones. I the only my big preference now for C nines is is one. I I just really like the, those are the big glass bulbs, like the old school fifties looking ones. The, mm-hmm. the main reason I have a preference for those now, I like how they look, but it's so easy to see when one's burned out. Yeah, because there's like there's a light, you know, every six inches or eight inches or whatever it is. And as you were saying, after Christmas, you can buy everything super cheap. Every year, I go around to all the stores and buy up the replacement C9 bulbs. So I've got like a big stockpile of replacement bulbs. And every year, uh, this year was, I had to replace like 12 of them this year. But uh, for the most part, they last a couple of years and are good to go. But I agree with you. Like that's day after Thanksgiving. Uh, that's just part of the ritual is putting up the lights outside. Um any new weird stuff we might have gotten I, I gave up on inflatables do you guys still do inflatables at all i do I, i've got a mix uh, of a little bit of everything so i've got stuff that's flashing i've got you know the snowflakes that are flashing I've, uh, and over the last couple of years i've gotten some of the, the laser stuff so it's it's, it's just a mishmash uh, of, of everything if it flashes and it's bright i'll put it up yeah, I'm still. I have a few Star Wars inflatables left, and I have a Simpsons inflatable. But I think that Homer's on his last legs. Yeah, you've had that Homer forever. That's been ten that was, plus years. Yeah. Holy He's shit! Lasted. That's amazing. Yeah, he has lasted forever. I had. Uh, I didn't have great luck with inflatables. I, I went a few years where I put up a couple at Halloween, um, and then we had a, a, a few for Christmas, and they just seemed to burn out. Like the motors would burn out. And I'd come home, they'd be laying on the ground, and the motors just, it, it wouldn't even start back up. I've had pretty good luck. I, I, I lost a snowman this year, and that's the first one I've lost, and I, I've had him for 10-plus years. Wow, that's um, awesome. I, we, I guess we are just not inflatables people. <laughs> Which is okay because they do they do require. Well, you you only get over reliance on inflatables. You know, I, I like you know pepper them in. You don't you don't want to be the house that has nothing but inflatables. You got to hang the real lights too. Yeah, yeah, and I well, and I like the uh, the plasticky outdoors tinsel stuff. Yeah, I've got some of that stuff. Uh, too. I like those too. I like the old school plastic ones. Um, so I've got a couple of Santas and a uh, you know good old baby Jesus. And uh, a few of those other ones. Um, so I think the Wiseman. Uh, so I got that, and then the Nativity set plus the Santa and uh, standing, and then in, uh, Santa and the reindeer. And Ryan, I think you gave me that Santa and the reindeer. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my old ones that we yeah. just didn't have room for anymore. Yeah, and so the lights are all broken. So I just take a, a string of lights and sh- you know duct tape it on the inside, you know up top, and that's that's the light for it. What uh, Ryan? What are you guys doing these days? I, you know, we I've cut back last year just because of life was so crazy. I ended up buying some of those projectors and just used those, and it was fine. Um, I'll probably get more of my stuff out. You know, I went from uh, – there were years, you know, I have the speaker set up where all the lights will go to the music. I mean, I have all that. Yeah, yeah. I, used, I remember years where you and Jay were, were kind of fiercely competing. Yeah. yeah, we were dueling houses for sure. Yeah, but I just haven't had the time to do it. And I yeah. mean, and it, 
what's funny is both of us, you know, Jay, when he redid his electrical and me, when I built my house, like parts of it are designed for the Christmas lights. Like I have outlets in the front of my house that operate on switches that are particularly made for Christmas lights. And like my builder thought I was crazy when I was setting it up. I was like, (laughs) what is all this for? And I was like, Hey, you know, I just need to make it easier for Christmas. Yeah. When I, when we moved in, we were on glass fuses. And so, uh, my brother helped me rewire the entire house and when we did, we uh, my entire outside is wired so that it can handle uh, all the Christmas lights. And I can go downstairs, and with a, a button, I can turn on all the Christmas lights or turn them all off. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, I, we. Uh, do you guys find yourself doing less indoors over the years? Definitely. For me, Indoor, I've stayed the same. Oh, really? See, we, we've got, we put up the Nutcrackers every year. And uh, but the last few years, that's kind of all we've done. But this year, I found a website with all of these old school. Um, some of them are the vacuform plastic, and some of them are the old school like cutout Santa and reindeer, like that you just stick on the wall. Oh yeah, I got a ton of those for nothing, and we haven't put them up yet. Uh, we're probably going to do it this weekend, but. Yeah, our indoor the last few years, and a lot of it is just because we've done a lot of moving stuff around, gotten, like Jay said, gotten new furniture. We had to get a new skinny tree last year because of the new furniture we had. So I, I feel your your pain there. Um, but, yeah, I, it just it gets harder to, to bother with inside. Mm. Yeah, we've pared down the last couple of years where we still have, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it still looks like Christmas threw up in our <laughs> inside, but it, it's it's uh, a little bit less uh, each year over the last couple of years. Well, it's like, do you really need 12 musical Santas on the shelf? Right. And everything you put put out, you got to put back up. That's right. my biggest thing. Well, and that's, and that's what happens is we bring out, you know, we've got, what, six or eight tubs of Christmas stuff between the stockings and music boxes and nutcrackers and these, like, painted Santas and all this other stuff. And we bring them upstairs and we put out like each year we empty like one less tub <laughs> like <laughs> like we'll we'll get two done and we'll be like you know what that's probably good we're solid <laughs> all right uh for the fourth thing of christmas ryan what do you got so while we will get to good movies for christmas soon i'm sure very soon one of the things that I always watch at Christmas, which, and I can't explain it, are the most sappy-ass, like, almost romantic movies about Christmas. And if it's on, I'll watch it. Like, are you I'm, talking I would, like, Hallmark? Give me an example. Oh, like, not, like, I'll watch some Hallmark, but, like, what's the big one? Oh, have you seen this movie, The Family Stone? I have to watch this movie every Christmas. And it is terrible. Like, Never heard of that before. No, I haven't either. It's like Sarah Jessica Parker. There's oh, like a geez. mom dying of cancer. Jesus Christ. It's, like, it's terrible. But it's sitting on my DVR right now. Now, I don't own it. I haven't gone that far. <laughs> but like after Thanksgiving, I will start searching on cable to find this movie. <laughs> because for some reason at Christmas, I turn into a blubbering like 40-year-old woman that needs to watch Love Actually for some reason. Oh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on the blubbering. Like the past couple of years – uh, I can't handle anything sentimental. 
Yeah, well, that for me, that's like nonstop. That's just getting old and having kids. Right, like, <laughs> right. Like as we and, and and as we all know, we don't discuss the nature of Santa Claus here on the Needless Things podcast. Uh, but boy, that's killing me, you guys. This is our first year. Oh and, no! Yeah. Oh, it's very strange. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, we're not there yet. Yeah, we still got one that's uh, right, right there in the middle. Yeah, we're on, we're on the ledge. Like I, at this point, I feel like I'm being humored. You know what I mean? Yeah, last year we were definitely humored. Yeah, but, but uh, still went through the motions. But this year, meh. But uh, like this, this year, we were told that uh, someone wants to put up a video camera uh, and hide it in the tree so that she can uh, watch it happen and oh, confirm. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so a friend of ours. Um, had the same request last year uh and uh so he showed them the tape the next day and it was the uh elf on the shelf um all you see is the elf on the shelf pop up and then put a piece of paper over the camera <laughs> and that was it <laughs> that's actually pretty awesome um yeah i I've, i'll like start to, like when we go to the movies now if there's a trailer for like a movie about a dog or something. I'll be oh, sitting there. Forget and, it. Oh yeah. And the what makes me so mad now is they leave the lights on during the trailers. So I'm like sitting there like you know, with the lights halfway on in the movie theater at Alpha, tearing up at Alpha. I can't handle anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, it didn't take me much. If if there's any kind of like real emotion, I mean, I, uh, Ryan, I think after uh, I think we were watching King Kong at the drive-in right after my daughter was born, and you know, I got to the end toward the end, and I was tearing up at King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome! Wow, <laughs> nice. So, uh, so that 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 gives you my gauge. And so, <laughs> right, right, right. If that if that can break me, you you can imagine you know anything more than that will oh, what it'll geez. do. Like just a just a uh, uh, the mention of a dog's purpose and Jay's on the floor under a blanket. <laughs> yeah. I would never uh, watch even that below. Movie. I wouldn't even watch that movie. Uh, all right, so uh, the fifth thing of Christmas, and this one this is so odd because only in the last couple of years has this become a regular thing, uh, but it's Batman Returns. Now, I saw Batman Returns in the theater when it came out. I've watched it probably every year since it came out. But for some reason, even though it takes place as Christmas, I never really I never really thought of it as a Christmas movie. Did you guys? Go ahead, it was just a Batman movie, I, like a weird I, Batman movie. I didn't even think about that until I saw somebody posted something about it this week on the internet. I saw somebody say something, yeah, this is the best Christmas movie. And then I started really thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, there's like whole subplots about them lighting the tree. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and the snow like, everywhere. Yeah, Christmas is totally through that movie the entire time. The mistletoe is like a huge deal in it. Yeah, about it that. takes place at – it is a Christmas movie, even more so than Die Hard is. Yeah. Uh, but – until we did the commentary on it a couple of years ago, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't think of it that way, but now it is full on a Christmas movie, like up while we're on, on while we're decorating and stuff. And I've, I've got the soundtrack to it and I was listening to it yesterday while we were putting up the basement tree. I need to really rewatch that. Cause I'd never really, it never really touched, yeah. you know, it kind of got me that way. So I yeah, need to yeah. rewatch it's, it. 
Well, we the age we were because it came out in ninety one or two, right around there. So, like the age we were at then, probably. I mean, I'm sure we still dug Christmas, but we weren't at that. We weren't in the embracing Christmas mode. We were in the embracing Batman mode. Right. For me, it was it was holy crap! Can you believe there's a comic book movie? Right. You know, there's a, a live action Batman running around. Yeah, murdering people, blowing clowns up, <laughs> left and right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I now I love it, and it it's definitely like I I think it is sort of a under the radar type thing though because it's not one that gets brought up a whole heck of a lot, and I look forward to like. Hopefully this year, because this year I have seen a couple of mentions of it now, and I'm hoping maybe by next year we'll get start getting like Batman in a Santa hat ornament. You know, get some merchandise mm-hmm. off of this thing, right? Because that's what's important, <laughs> really. Absolutely. All right, Jay, are you ready for the sixth thing of Christmas? Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say it, but I, I, you brought up Die Hard. But if you guys have haven't seen it, there's a comedian that has a book called Die Hard Christmas. Yes, and it's an illustrated yes. holiday classic. And it's like it's a children's the, book, right? Yes, it's the telling of Die Hard in the style of a children's uh, Christmas book. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Uh, it's the same guy that did the uh, Die Hard uh, coloring book. Um, so I recommend both of those if anybody's interested. Uh, but I won't say Die Hard because everybody says Die Hard. But I'm going to say Scrooge. Uh, with Bill Murray, that's one of our go-to Christmas movies that we have to watch every year. Um, I, I loved it as a kid. I love it now. Uh, there's so many lines and so many parts with Bobcat and you know, like the the mouse and trying to get the antlers on it. And, you know, he's like, just staple it. Have you tried staples? Yeah, <laughs> it's. So I don't know. It's just one of those movies that I I loved it as a kid when it came out, and uh, it's just it, to me that's Christmas. Like I, I've got. I've had multiple versions from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray. It's you know, it's it's always there. Yeah, Bill Murray uh, is is amazing in that movie. I don't think he gets enough, you know, because people talk about Scrooge, but they never really focus in on just how good his performance is. Because you buy, yes, it's a hilarious comedy. Yes, it's weird and it's a little dark, but. If anybody other than Bull, uh, Bill Murray was playing Scrooge in that, or not, he's not actually Scrooge. I can't remember his character's name now. Um, but yeah, Lump- was, Lumpy. Yeah, Lumpy. <laughs> right, right, right. If, if it was any, anyone else, it wouldn't be as good. No, sure. it, 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 well, I don't even know if it would work because he has that wry uh, sort of funny bitterness to pull the character off but still be lovable. Yeah, the lovable asshole, I think, you know. Yeah. He can definitely pull it off. He's truly reprehensible for the first part of that movie, so it needs to be Bill Murray for you to stick with the character and get through the movie. And then, you know, on top of that, you got, not Buster Poindexter, what's his real name? Um, Shit, is the cab driver. Uh, Yeah, the cab driver. Oh, yeah. uh, From the band. Uh, Yeah, New York Dolls, Buster Poindexter. um, I can't remember his name. He's fantastic. Carol Kane. uh, Just... It, it's all wonderful, and the Ghost of Christmas Future is all super creepy. Like, that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. When he right, opens yeah. up the cloak and all the little souls are in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, wait, I'm confusing that with a Muppet Christmas Carol, aren't I? No, there's a... Yeah, he does. He opens, he does. It up. He opens okay, the okay. Uh, elevator. 
Yeah. Yeah. He that's says right. That's right. Special ed or special effects department. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's uh, they do such a good job of modernizing modernizing the story because. There's so the Lee Majors Christmas when he's got the Uzi coming up. <laughs> that is one of the best things that whole movie when it's showing the other stuff. Robert Goulet's Swamp Christmas. Well, he's and, got the stick. And to tack on to that, uh, you guys have seen A Very Murray Christmas, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the Netflix special that, that yeah. hopefully will be back on this year. Oh, so good. Uh, Bill, it's Bill Murray, it's, oddly enough, has made himself uh, an indispensable part of the Christmas season in two different ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scrooge is fantastic. All right, uh, Ryan, are you ready for the seventh thing of Christmas? Yeah. Um, this one is, I guess, uh, a newer one for me. Um, I guess it was around before, but over the past, I guess it's been a year and a half now, I started working for a school system again. So... I get Christmas break now, and I get it with my kids, but you also forget if you don't work in schools, how hyped school gets around December. Like, Oh, that's got to be so great. My oh, it's terrible. My job is awful right now. Oh, really? (laughs) People losing their shit, getting ready to go crazy. Yeah, remember, I'm in charge of kids' behavior at school, like... All my kids are popping, but we get to do fun stuff. I mean, we have Christmas parties, but like you forget like schools, especially like that week before Christmas, it is electric in there. Those kids are hyped and you can totally use the thing in school. Like, especially with our little ones, you can talk about Santa and they'll be like, Oh, don't tell my mom. But, uh, yeah, Christmas break, even me getting to have it is so much fun to be home with the kids and just hanging around and. That's been a really good thing. That's great. That's got to be just electrifying, man. That's yeah. to, to be around that because I mean that's that's one of the reasons I actually miss working in retail is when I was doing that. You get the customers, you get the preparation, you get the just that energy. Even though it's exhausting, it <clears throat> keeps you going, and there's no way but to just be immersed in the holidays, which is why uh, I make a point of. I mentioned earlier our first like holiday shopping trip and I make a point of taking the family like to a mall at least a couple of times during the season. That sounds miserable to me. Like I could not, I I try to avoid that as much as possible. No man. It's so, well, we have the advantage of, of, uh, usually there's a day off early in December. Uh, cause I get days off during the week. So when we do it, it's usually like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, so it's not totally insane. Gotcha. Yeah, that would um, be much better. But, man, just going in and seeing that, like, the malls still put up the big, giant Christmas trees, like uh-huh. walking through Macy's and seeing all the really nice decorations and all of the Christmas stuff that's out for sale. And, man, I, I just I, I feed off that so much. I, I love those little those little shopping trips out just to see – that commerce is still out there and that Amazon hasn't killed everything. Yeah. Yeah, my kids don't know yet, but Saturday they're going to do the picture at the mall with Santa. 
which I, I, I don't care how old they are. They're still going to go do it. Heck yeah. yeah. We got ours done this weekend. There's a uh, one in our neighborhood. Well, there's actually two. There's Asshole Santa, which happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, that uh, Henry uh, has done and been nice enough to donate the profits toward Olio over the last few years. But that's a lot of fun. The kids have a blast. But he's a dirty Santa holding scotch bottles and a cigar taking photos with anybody but then we have like the uh, more traditional uh, neighborhood santa that we've done uh, we were talking to him about it on uh, sunday we've d- done it every year since ava's been born so this was the 11th year in a row that we've gotten our uh, pictures taken there nice that's awesome yeah and that's that's a big thing too is seeing like we will hit uh, three or four of the local or i i generally will just because i pass literally three malls going home from work uh, because I work really far away. Uh, and I'll stop in just to check out like what the Santa setup is. Because that, that, to me, I love seeing, is there a big castle? Is it just the chair? Is there some kind of pathway? Because North Point Mall, uh, which is here in Alpharetta, typically has some kind of giant like castle or cabin or mm-hmm. walk-through walk wilderness area. Like They've always got some big, insane thing going on. Uh, there's Bass Pro Santa at Discover or at Sugarloaf Mills Mall. Is he weird in camo? He was one year, uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think he did it every day, um, but it just so happened that the day we went, I think, was like a special uh, bag of deer with Santa Day or something. I don't know. <laughs> Santa's reindeer didn't perform this year, right? We gotta, we gotta put Donner out to pasture. Um, But uh, I I just love seeing the well. And actually, this is on our just a couple weeks ago on our sort of first trip out. uh, We were in Sugarloaf Mills, and their Santa, who's a very good one, like full on, like high quality representative of Santa Claus with the full beard and hair and like this is a guy who in July you see at Walmart and he looks like that um (laughs) but he's just walking around the mall and I was like oh my gosh look Santa's just walking around like I I love that I love being out in that um uh all right so moving on to the eighth thing of Christmas uh we're gonna get a little racy here but we have to because I have to talk about my favorite Christmas album of all time. Uh, the one that is one of the first things I listen to every single year for the last 20-something years. And that is Mojo Nixon and the Toad Lickers' Horny Holidays. Now, not everybody has heard this album or is even aware of this album. Have you guys heard? I mean, obviously you guys know who Mojo Nixon is. Well, yeah. If you don't yeah. know about Mojo Nixon, your store could use some fixing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I haven't listened to that album in, I don't know, the last time I listened it's to that. phenomenal. Uh, because what, the funny thing is, is they do a lot of the Christmas classics. Yeah. And the Toad Lickers are a very, very, very talented band. That like it Musically, it's an excellent Christmas album. But on top of an excellent Christmas album, you have Mojo Nixon uh, drunkenly performing Christmas classics uh, in the way that only he can. Which is, uh, a lot of people have probably heard 
the version of Louie Louie where Mojo just goes, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people are, are familiar with that one. Uh, but anyway, this is a whole, and that's not from that album. That's actually from a punk Christmas compilation from years ago. Uh, but if you haven't heard it, Mojo Nixon and the Toad Lickers, Horny Holidays is, I love it. Obviously, it is not family friendly. I listen to it in the car by myself, but it, it's just fantastic. It's hilarious. Uh, it is, because I'm pretty picky about how people talk about Christmas and Jesus and Santa and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it gets it gets raunchy without being disrespectful because the whole concept is that Mojo is kind of an idiot. One of the songs, even they start uh, "Good King Wenceslas," and they start, and he's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute! I don't know the words to this song. Let's just go fa la la." <laughs> so I mean, it's when you're yeah, I have to look it up. I don't know that I've ever heard it before. Yeah, it's, oh, wow, oh dude, it's, it's so good. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it for everybody. Definitely. Uh, so moving on, we've got one more, uh, we're, we're going to get to a different category in just a second here. We're going to do sort of a subcategory, but, uh, before that, Jay, what is your, uh, what is the ninth thing of Christmas? Uh, for me, it's, uh, just getting together. Uh, we've had an annual, uh, uh Christmas party, the Ho-Ho Hornsby's. Uh, I want to say it started in 2002 or th- no, yeah, 2002 or 2003. We've had it every year since, and it's just one of those few times uh, in the year that we can get all of our friends together, or most of them, obviously. You know, uh, uh, you can't make it this year because of work, but um, it, we get a good chunk of friends all together. And you know, as we've gotten older, as we've gotten kids. It's not like we used to be where we're, you know, hanging out with 50 people every Sunday playing kickball. It's, you know, you got to pick your spots. It's Dragon Con. It's Days of the Dead. It's, uh, uh, you know, some parties. And so for me, that's that's always a big thing is uh, getting together and having um, seeing uh, all my friends or a good chunk of my friends all in the same place at the same time. Yeah, I, I adored going. I, I haven't been in a couple of years because I've either been working or I've been uh doing games at Bo's uh holiday puppet show I think one or two years I've missed it because of that uh, but some of my favorite Christmas memories are from that party and actually my final selection is is related to that but I'll save it uh but yeah thank you guys for doing that every year now I've got to ask you do you still have the wreath of Khan? It does. It's hanging on my door. Uh, it fell apart end of last year, so there was some repairs to it uh, this year. But it is currently hanging on my uh, kitchen door as we speak. So let me let me verify this with you guys. Your old pal Dave made a wreath of con long before it became like every I other think. meme on the internet at Christmas time. I I will say I had it hanging on my door. I want to say at least two years before I saw it again. Yeah. I, that was that was all me, yeah. baby. I actually <laughs> thought of that the other day, or actually today, because I want to say like Bobby or somebody posted a picture of one of those, and I was like, wait a second, I remember seeing that years and years ago, but that's what it's from. Yep, yeah. hanging on my door. And I'm sure I'm not the first one that came up with it, but I would bet money I'm the first one that fucking made one. 
And I was thankful that you did because it's become a part of our annual Christmas decorations ever since. And I love that it is. Well, awesome. Uh, you guys? Well, actually, no, wait. Ryan, do you have any specific Ho Ho Hornsby's memories uh, that spring to mind? Well, can you even remember? Because there's some that I can't even remember. Well, I, well one thing, though, let me jump in real quick. Yeah, I, yeah. One thing that we uh, do that I, I'm very happy with is the uh, the Dirty Santa game. Uh, that's evolved over the years, but uh, some some of the gifts that are given every year are phenomenal. And you know, again, going back to the Rathacon, that's where that came from. So we can have the gift exchange, people steal gifts. But I mean, I there, I remember one year it was all shake weights for some reason. There was like six oh, yeah. shake weights. <laughs> there was uh, like a couple years where the the light up religious art from Buford Highway Mall uh, was were big. A couple years ago, I got to use a squatty potty for the first time because somebody oh. won it. Fantastic! I, I think the one that won, though, it will. I think it will always be the best Ho Ho Hornsby Christmas gift. And I don't remember who even brought it, but it was the Twin Towers knife. Oh, I can tell you exactly who that was because I ordered it from my uh, father-in-law's knife catalog. <laughs> oh, was yours? That thing was the most horrifying. <laughs> it was. It was so goddamn awful. It was a, it was a uh, 9/11 commemorative knife. It was double-bladed in the shape of the two towers. It came with, I want to say, a bald eagle stand behind it. It did. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. But, yeah, that, that came directly from my uh, father-in-law's knife, one of his many that, knife catalogs. That, that has to be a Bud K item. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet you're right. It's got to be from the Bud K catalog. I have no idea. It was just a sea of knives, and that jumped out. That's tremendous. <laughs> All right. You guys, I think it's time. We, we can't in, uh, experience all this wonderful Christmas cheer without throwing in and acknowledging just a little bit of humbug. Because along with the joy of the Christmas season, obviously there come frustrations as well. Uh, and and uh, Jay, would you like to kick us off with your humbug? You bet. Uh, for me, it's an um, absolute no-brainer. It's the elf on the shelf. Oh, yes. If, if you're not uh, familiar with this, this is for, for kids. And the idea is the elf shows up and they're spying on you or helping Santa watch you to make sure you're good. And every day it moves. And so kids have great expectations that they're going to move every day. And some parents go f- crazy with it. Like one morning the elf may be on the toilet pooping Skittles or it may be doing some other crazy stuff. But if you're a busy parent and you forget to move it, there's nothing worse than that feeling when you wake up the next morning when uh, uh, you realize the elf has not moved since yesterday and the kid is walking around looking for it. And I I will say this, uh, as I mentioned, we do not discuss uh, we don't discuss the nature of Santa uh, on this show, but I have no problem discussing the nature of elf on a shelf because that is some commercialism bullshit. And I love commercialism. But, like, that thing is purely a made-up, some brilliant person somewhere is rich because they came up with this shit, like, 20, what, 20 years ago? I thought it was even newer than that. It yeah, might be. It, it might be. There's books, and now you can get uh, uh, outfits for it. Sure. You know, it's, uh, it, it's insane. But, you know, there's some parents that go so far into it, so the kids go to school and the other kids talk about how their elf did, you know, all this crazy shit where he got into the toilet paper and TP'd the house. Right. Where right. and they're like, "Well, my 
my, my elf moved from the bookshelf my, to the dresser. Mine knocked over the, the dog's bowl. <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we were never an elf on a shelf house. Uh, we just I regret made, it. We made I that decision it. that we were not going to jump into that particular aspect of the season. Yeah, good good decision on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're done with it. Oh, Although I did have fun because we uh we had two because we couldn't find it one year, so we got another one. As do we. Well, <laughs> and we all accidentally almost pulled it out uh in front of folks when we like oh, shit, oh, this is where we hit it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy because our second elf I named Tammy and would make references to Tammy's regular day job, which my wife was not amused that I would say in front of the children. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's the day job? Everyone saw Tammy would wake up and have like some $1 bills, and the kids would be like, where did those come from? And I'd be like, look, kids, Tammy has things to do. <laughs> and then my wife did not think that was funny. <laughs> You think those toys are free, kids? Come on, I gotta. Someone's gotta pay for them. Amy only works one month, one month a year. She's gotta. <laughs> She's got rich stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. Ryan, what about you? Have you got a humbug about the season? Yes, my humbug is eggnog. Who Ugh. the hell thinks that that is a good idea? I love we, it. Do I you love it? <laughs> oh, oh my please. gosh! I drank some before we started recording tonight. <laughs> I threw a couple of shots of rum into a big old glass of eggnog, and I love it. Oh, that's so gross. We used to have a roommate, and, like, starting November, he would start just getting gallons of it. And he was, like, lactose intolerant. He wouldn't drink milk, but he sure as hell would drink the hell out of some eggnog. That's because it's magic, and it doesn't hurt you in the same way that milk does. It will only give you, uh, you know, diabetes and and cholesterol problems which is why the government regulates it to six weeks out of the year and like i've had one glass of eggnog that i've enjoyed and i've never been able to replicate it i don't know what brand it was or what but every other glass i've ever had is just gross there's for sure bad eggnog out of there and actually um my wife will make homemade eggnog that is the best i've ever had but uh regularly Mayfield is is my brand. But, yeah, no, I love it. I fucking love eggnog. I want eggnog pancakes, eggnog milkshakes, <laughs> everything. I love it. Gross. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Ryan. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, I've been sitting here trying to think of what my, my humbug is. Uh, and now that I'm out of retail, I can't really complain about the long hours and, the you know, everything that, that it comes along with that. Uh, I guess I'll just say, you know what? I'm going to single one thing out. Uh, I'm going to single out the John Lennon Christmas song that I can't even think what the name of it is, which is fine because I don't want it getting stuck in my head. Stuck in your head. You know what I'm talking about. It's just that one part where he says to her, Merry Christmas, Yoko. Uh, Merry Christmas, John. <laughs> like, it is yeah, that's pretty rough. The worst. And it gets you know, it gets as much airplay as anything oh. this time of year. Isn't it so this is Christmas? Parentheses war is over. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> that's and it's got a parentheses. Anything with the parentheses oh. is infuriating. You guys, it is the worst. Well, and you know what? Uh Paul McCartney's got a Christmas song that's also terrible. Uh, what is his? 
His is last Christmas. I gave you my heart. No, 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 no. no. That's that's Wham. It's, oh, that is that, Wham. And that song. Is, I love oh, that yeah. song. What is Paul McCartney's? Um, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember it right now. But his is awful too. Uh, don't they know it's Christmas? Oh isn't yeah, that, isn't don't that his? Oh, it's Christmas. No, simply having a wonderful oh. Christmas time. That's his. Oh, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> the Beatles, uh, whatever you think of the Beatles, and I think you know, I'm, I, they're great rock. You can't deny they're a legendary rock band. They make shitty Christmas music. Yeah. So that's that's my my humbug is is Beatles Christmas music is is awful. It's the worst. But uh, enough of that. It's time to get back on the happy trail of the holidays for our final three things of Christmas. Ryan, what is your final thing of Christmas? Uh, mine, this one, it, it started off as a bah humbug, and then su- surprisingly Amazon came in and saved the day Whoa. when they shipped a toy catalog this year. Yes, right? Really? I didn't know um, you saw it. You know, and my kids are old enough that they aren't even really getting that anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, they don't, yeah. Sears catalog, they don't, don't really do toys anymore. Well, no, they just, like, my kids aren't into toys that much anymore. They're old enough now where, you know, one is saving for a car and the rest want phones and stuff. But they sure did sit down and look through that entire toy catalog yep. when it came. And, you know, it's never going to be good as the Sears once was or even the Toys R Us from a few years ago. But, you know, good for Amazon for stepping up and doing that yeah i was so excited when that came in the mail um and i gave it to my son and same deal he's not really interested in toys anymore and that is it's very much a toy catalog it, like yeah. this year it's like video games and playstation store money or cards or whatever they do yeah uh but yeah i missed those wish books the two big ones well, okay, Sears and JCPenney were the two big ones. Mm-hmm. But there was also, when we were kids, service merchandise. Oh, oh yeah. that, that yeah, service that merchandise one. one was sweet. Dude, the service merchandise one was probably actually the best one, but it was the mo- for, within our lifetimes, it was the most short-lived. Uh, it had a lot of electronics and other stuff too. It wasn't yeah. just toys. Um, that yeah, sweet, that... sweet ass calculator watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude! Beyond the calculator watch, do you guys remember? It was not actually a transformer, but it was a watch that turned into a robot. Armatron. Oh yeah, I had it. Armatron. Yep. That's what it was called. It was a little square watch, and you pulled the face off, and it turned into this little square robot. It, Yep. It wasn't really that amazing, but that one year we all had it. Yep, and I bet I wore it like three times. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. just gone. Because <laughs> all the it it had the uh, uh, the vacuum the vacuum metal on it, mm-hmm. and it would like rub off after like a day. Yeah, break within a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, that was. Those wish books, man, when those came in the mail, that was it. You sat down with that thing, and you worked harder on those than you did on any homework you ever had. Yep, circle, 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 all through that thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, my youngest, you know, uh, I mentioned we went to Santa on um, Sunday, and uh, she didn't know what she wanted. And it was like, I mean, she was stressing her out. Like, she was getting, like... 
like not feeling good because she was so stressed out and like we had to keep reassuring her like hey it's it's cool you know like even if you don't know what you want just just tell them and we can put a letter in later but like I mean, it was like a huge deal uh, for that. You know, she was f- losing her shit because you know she she didn't know what she wants and didn't want to say the wrong thing and get the wrong thing. Right, right. So you know, ha- having those catalogs and like you said, just spending so much time pouring over them and circling and starring and you know staring. There's a. Uh, it, it's it's not nearly the same as like the Amazon wish list or whatever that uh, the younger kids have today. No, definitely not. Uh, let's see here. It is my turn. My last thing of Christmas. So I'm going to go with music again, uh, because not because this is necessarily. Uh, I refer to it often as the greatest Christmas song of all time. Uh, I love it, and I I couldn't start a Christmas season without hearing it. Uh, but I, I wouldn't even say it's my favorite Christmas song. But it's definitely one that I do love, and it has a story attached. Uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> that song is phenomenal. And here's how it became such a big thing to me. Years ago, at the Ho Ho Hornsby's Christmas party, uh, one of the traditions of that party, and I don't know if it still carries on to this day, but, but years ago, at some point a small contingent of partygoers would venture forth to a bar called Mary's. It still happens uh, some. Now, as as you, dear listeners, might imagine, a bar in East Atlanta called Mary's might have a certain focus to it. Well, I will say um, it is in my neighborhood, and I'm very proud of it because it's one of the best gay bar in a number of years in creative loafing. It's a blast. And, Dave, I know you and Ryan and I have all been there multiple nights. Yes. Uh, and it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, and it, it's, it's, it's a, a great bar. Highly recommend it. Every time I've been there has been a lot of fun, whether it was during a Hornsby's Christmas party or whether it was to see like Sexoflex. Uh, it's I remember just, that night. That was a blast. It's, dude, it's, it's, it's a great place. It's a party atmosphere because, let's be honest, when you're hanging out with a room full of drunk gay dudes, you're going to have a good time. Unless you have a problem with drunk gay dudes, in which case you're a fucking moron. Uh, so, one year, we left the Ho-Ho Hornsby's Christmas party, uh, ventured forth to Mary's, and Mary's also was having a Christmas party. And not just like like it was the night of their annual Christmas party. So they're playing Christmas music. And the video for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You comes on, uh, they play the song, and everybody in that place went fucking bonkers. Like... I, everyone was dancing and singing along, and it's it's literally the most festive I've ever felt in my life because if you think about it, combining gay dudes with Christmas, there's literally nothing more festive than that. <laughs> um, so just hearing that, it was just incredible. I was like, man, this song is amazing. And I obviously I had heard it before and I liked it, but that 
kicked it up a notch. It was almost like, you know how sometimes you hear a song by a band and you're like, oh, that's pretty good, but then you see them play it live and it completely changes your outlook on the song? Uh, You're like, oh, this is the shit. That's what happened there. So I actually did some research on the song because I wanted to know who originally did it because in my head it had to be a cover because it's such a perfect song it had to be something from like the 50s or the 60s a traditional song that like the Supremes had done or something like that and it's not it's Mariah Carey's song I don't think she wrote it well I don't think she wrote anything she sings but like that it that's it that's where the song comes from it's not a cover it's not a traditional song but it sounds so perfectly like retro and classical uh, that to me, I just I love that song and that experience of hearing it in that environment just took it to another level. So now it is every year one of the after after Mojo Nixon, the next thing <laughs> I listen to is Mariah Carey. <laughs> nice. All right, Jay, you got to bring it home. What is the twelfth thing of Christmas? Yikes, lots of pressure. Uh, I got a couple, but uh, let me pick one. Uh, I was going to say, I guess, Elf, just because I um, uh, think that's a you know a, a contemporary Christmas classic. My kids love it, and they always look to um, watch it. They're always asking about it whenever it becomes Christmas. But I'm going not going to say that. I'm going to say uh, go back to the uh, old school and do the uh, Night Before Christmas. Uh, one of the things since uh, our, my oldest has been, you know, was tiny. Uh, it's been a Christmas tradition for us to uh, read that book um, together right before they go to bed, right right when we put out the uh, cookies and milk for Santa. Um, and it just it, uh, every time I read it, it it's you know all, all I can think about it or is all the re- the memories of. Uh, having one or both of my kids, uh, you know, cuddle up with me um, as we're uh, reading that, getting ready for bed on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Yeah, that's uh, – it's always been a big part uh, of my Christmas. My dad – well, my mother's father would read it for years, and then my dad would read it. Uh, and we actually now have a book that – my dad recorded and as you turn the pages his voice reads the oh story. it's him reading it yes. oh that's fantastic uh oh, that's it, great. it really is like i uh, you know we were talking earlier about getting emotional and sentimental or whatever but like when it, they they sent that down one year because they're up in north carolina so we don't always get to see them around christmas and uh, when I when I opened because I didn't know what it was, they hadn't told me that he had done that. Right, just look just look like a book. So right. it until you opened up the first page, and his voice comes oh, out of awesome. it. Oh man, I was just crying. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, guess what? I'm uh, going to be searching on Amazon in about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's wonderful. Ryan, what about you? Are there any specific memories of of like versions of that story or anything? Oh yeah, we do the same thing where we read it to them the night before, you know, on the couch. And they still, even as they get older, they ask for it. And, you know, that's just one of those, one of those things you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's a tradition. It's a, it's a necessary Christmas tradition. And it's so, I love it because it's fun. It's, it doesn't take forever to get through it. 
and you can put as much or as little into it as you want to. Like if you want to, you know, jump up and run around, you can. But if you kind of just want to chill out on the sofa and read, it's fine too. Like it lends itself to lots of different uh, reading styles. Yeah, I think ours is always like the quiet, you know, settling down. All right, time for bed, kind of thing. That, yeah. That's ours too. It's like everybody's in, in pajamas. You know, we're like, you know, like you said, on the couch together. And then this is kind of like the last step. I'm like, all right, as soon as this is over, it's time to, to go lay down and get ready. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this won't come as a surprise to you guys, but I, I tend to jump up and run around the room <laughs> and act it out. <laughs> but, but like I said, now, now you know, now that we've got this one that my dad uh, did, we we just kind of sit together around that one and and and. Uh, Listen to that. It's amazing. Well, cool, you guys. I think we've done it. Uh, I think we have successfully shared the 12 things of Christmas that, uh, you know, are, are we send out to the listeners. How do you feel about the holidays in general this year? Is everything, everything lining up, everything going well? Yes, to me, I, I'm super slammed at work, um, and so uh, I'm looking forward to trying to uh, deconnect for a bit, you know, for the week. I'm, I'm taking that entire week off. So um, we usually do our traveling for Thanksgiving, so we had four cities in four days uh, for Thanksgiving. And so Christmas is the, the uh, our time to, like, not move. So I, I cannot wait to basically not leave the house for a week and not have to get in the car and drive across state lines. Uh, and just uh, be able to hang out and chill with the uh, family and everybody. What about you, Ryan? Is everything lining up for you? I feel like we're kind of behind this year with that extra, like, you know, Thanksgiving fell kind of early early. this year. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so we really haven't. We've gotten our tree, and we're letting it all the branches fall and it soak up water. So we'll really decorate this weekend and get everything up and really get going this weekend. So I'm ready for it, though. Yeah, we've uh, we've got uh, the outside is done. The inside, we've got all the nutcrackers and everything up. And like I said, this weekend we'll put up all that new stuff that I got. Uh, I'm in it. I'm in it. We haven't. The only thing that we've watched so far is the Christmas Chronicles, um, the new Kurt Russell Santa movie. My kids watched it the other day. I I missed. I I watched like 20 minutes of it. It's awesome. Uh, highly recommend. Kind of creepy, like the. Uh, the small elves? No, they're adorable. They're great. I mean, they're basically just minions. I mean, that's that's totally what they are, and it's fine. In the context of this movie, it's fine. It works. Um, but we've still we've still got to sit down with Home Alone and Christmas Vacation and Scrooge and Elf. We haven't done Elf yet. You mentioned Elf, and I think it's it's probably the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, and the fact that it's so new, like you know, you when you think of Christmas movies, you typically think of movies you know that have been out forever. Yeah. But the fact that you know it it became a Christmas classic, like I mean, I, was it TBS one year they they played it nonstop for like two days? Yeah, they, I think they replaced uh, instead of doing a Christmas story one year, they did Elf. Yeah, uh, which so had people it, up in arms. Yeah, and I you know I I think it's great. I love it. Uh, my kids love it. They quote it during Christmas, and uh, yeah, it, it's a great one. Oh, you're an angry elf. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, that is it for the Christmas season. Thank you for coming on the show, sharing your own Christmas memories and the things you love about the season. Uh, What are you up to? Where can we find you online, Jay? 
Uh, belligerentmonkey.com. That's belligerentmonkey.com. So this is usually, uh, I just finished the Indie Craft Experience uh, two weekends ago, and that's typically my last big show uh, for the year. Uh, but you can always look for me on Etsy as well. Um, and this is kind of my, I go in hibernation for, for the winter, so I'm kind of quiet. But uh, just check me out online, belligerentmonkey.com. And uh, Ryan, you... We we need to talk comic book television sometime soon. I this is it's my fault that we haven't because I stopped watching Arrow and Supergirl. Ah, uh, they've been good this season. Get out! That, really? I've really enjoyed the Arrow. Uh, oh, wow. Story, but yeah, get, we need to talk about Gifted and we yes. need to talk about all the Netflix stuff. Uh, cancellation, cancellation, yeah, cancellation. Yeah, yeah. We need to do that. We need to talk about Titans. We really need to talk about Titans. Oh yeah, how did that get good? <laughs> right. <laughs> what? But, uh, but, oh no. Oh yeah, we'll save that, Jay. You yeah, need okay. to go watch it. I need to start awesome. watch back. I, I I watched the first couple of episodes and I just had had no desire to go back. to Oh it. wow. Okay. Uh, well, will that'll. That'll be a show for another day. You guys, thank you so much for coming on and talking about Christmas. And uh, to everybody, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Yep. Merry Christmas. Thanks, everybody. As you know, we don't discuss the nature of Santa Claus here on the Needless Things podcast. Uh, I was going to, however, include a warning in the intro about our frank discussion of Elf in a Shelf, but uh, Elf in a Shelf is bullshit, so who cares? And plus, if you're listening to the Needless Things podcast with young children, you're, you're making poor life decisions, and they've probably already been ruined by other things that have been discussed on this show in the past. Uh, I want to mention once again... Uh, Les Exoflex, The Mystery Men, Casket Creatures, our friends at Theme Park Alchemy. Go do some Christmas shopping there. I think you've got time still to get your products before Christmas or in time for Christmas. Uh, great candles that I personally endorse uh, will cover up the scent of horrid dog diarrhea. So good job making candles, everybody there. Uh, the end of the month, there is a big, big fuck cancer benefit show coming up. I am currently scheduled to host many, many bands. More details on that next week. Uh, but our pals, the Casket Creatures, will be playing that. Uh, I'm very excited also to finally be getting to see our pals Ricky and Bambi and learning to count. Uh, in addition to the Die 985 and some other great bands. that, Like I said, I'll talk more about that next week. Uh, what else? What else? What else did I want to talk about? Oh, right. Next week, Needless Things minicast with our pal Ryan Schweck. We talk about Mezco's 112 Collective Action Figure line. And next Friday on the show, big, big guest Adam Paulus from 16bit.com, from galactichunter.com. Uh, he is the Steve Sansweet of the internet. He knows Star Wars toys like nobody's business. We had an amazing conversation. You'll love it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.